What is it that you're believing God for? What is it that you're hoping for? Your hope is not going to end in disappointment. You hear some people say, my mom used to say this, now don't get your hopes up. Don't get your hopes up. Have you ever heard that? I want you to get your hopes up. I want you to believe for big things. Believe for better things. Believe this time next year, your life will be better because God wants to demonstrate. See, there's got to be something better for you because he wants to demonstrate the limitless, surpassing riches of his free grace, his unmerited favor. Doesn't depend on you. It depends on him. (laughs) It all depends on him. Welcome to the Living by Grace podcast with Al Jennings. When you receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness, you will reign in life. Listen in as we discuss the effortless life of God's grace. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Living by Grace podcast. I'm Al Jennings, and we're going to get right into the word. I'm calling this Brighter Days Are Ahead for You. I'm calling this part one because I really wanted to get my wife Carla in on this and wanted wanted her to join her join me today. But it didn't work out for her schedule, so I wanna get her on next week. And she always has an encouraging word. Praise God. So Yeah, we'll have her next week. She will have some motivation for you leading into 2024. And I got some word for you, too. Um, Before we get into the main lesson, um, I really had on my heart to share this because oftentimes people will ask, what do you think God is doing right now? All right, they want a fresh word. Now, I understand that God has specific words, sometimes a fresh word for a particular season. All right, I understand that. However, God's word, his written word, word that he has already given by the Holy Spirit is always fresh. God's word is always fresh, right? So this is always good, all right? This word right here, um, when somebody wants to know what God is doing, this is what God is always doing, and it's good. And I think sometimes people miss this. They're looking for a fresh word, but we got a fresh word about what God is always doing. Let's jump into it. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5, it says, But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved now. Pause. God loved us. He loved you even before you received him as your Lord and Savior. He loved us when we were all dead in our trespasses and sins. 
He didn't start loving you the moment you got saved. And he didn't stop loving you after you get saved because of something bad that you do. He never stops loving you. Amen. And he has always loved you. God's love is unconditional. It's not based on your performance. And, it, and it's his love that sent Jesus to the cross. And so God is rich in a lot of things. He's, it says here he's rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. That's Ephesians 4 and 5. Now look at verse 7. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So it's important to know that everything that Jesus did on the cross, none of it was for himself. All of it was for us. Jesus died a substitutionary death. He took our place. He became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And the scripture tells us that he made us alive, right? In verse uh, five, made us alive. Verse six, and raised us up and seated us with him. That's where we are right now, spiritually seated with him in the heavenly places. So listen carefully. He made us alive. He raised us and he seated us for a reason. This is the purpose of our identification with Christ on the cross. This is the purpose of his death, burial, and resurrection. So that we were made alive, raised, seated, so that in the coming ages he might show, the word show means demonstrate, the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Child of God, this is what God is always doing. He's demonstrating in the coming ages. Now, underscore that because the coming ages reaches to us. He did all this on the cross so that in the coming ages that reaches to where you and I are today. Right now in 2023, December, leading into 2024, this is what God is doing. This is why the death, burial, and resurrection, this is why you were made alive, raised, and seated, so that he today would show you. Let's just put in here for kicks. So that in 2024, so that in 2024, he might demonstrate the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. That's the reason for the finished work of Jesus, so that he could demonstrate in your life in 2023-2024 and years ahead, 
He wants to show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. I can sum this up by saying he did all of that. His substitutionary death was so that he could be good to us today. Amen. Look at verse 7 from the Amplified. It says, he did this that he might clearly demonstrate through the ages to come. Watch how he describes God's grace. The immeasurable, you can't measure it, limitless, no limit to it, surpassing, it surpasses anything that you may be going through right now in your life. Riches of his free grace, you can't earn it, his unmerited favor in his kindness and goodness of heart toward us in Christ Jesus. Man, that's a mouthful, but that is awesome. Amen. The reason that you were, I keep saying this because it's so good, and I want you to get it, all right? He made you alive, raised you, seated you together with Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection so that he could clearly demonstrate today, right now, where you are in your life, the, what's he demonstrating? His free grace, which is immeasurable, you, you can't even measure it. It's limitless. There's no limit to it. Surpasses anything that you may be facing today. Riches. Oh, there's that word rich again. Remember, he's rich in mercy and he's rich in what else? His free grace, his unmerited favor. And he did it in his kindness out of his kindness and out of his goodness of heart toward us in Christ Jesus. This is why that he wants to bless you this way because of his kindness and his goodness of heart. Oh man, that's some good stuff. So this is what God is always doing. And this is always a fresh word. The word of God is always fresh. It never gets old. See to say you need a fresh word, when you don't have something that the Holy Spirit gives you specifically, and sometimes he will give you specific things, he does give the body of Christ specific words for specific seasons. But when that's not happening, okay, we've got always a fresh word of it is written. When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness for 40 days by the enemy at the beginning of his ministry. And the enemy came to him with various temptations. How did Jesus respond? Every time he responded with something that was already written, he actually quoted out of Deuteronomy. For example, the first temptation the enemy said to him, if you are the son of God, command these stones to turn into bread. And Jesus said, quoting out of Deuteronomy, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus didn't say, hey, uh, Father, Father, give me a fresh word for these temptations I'm dealing with. Jesus 
quoted scripture. He said, it is written. He answered each temptation. You can look at it in Matthew chapter 4, I believe. Luke chapter 4. <clears throat> each time Jesus responded, it is written. Praise God. So you want a fresh word? Go to the word of God. And here's some revelation for you. You can't say it is written if you never have read. <laughs> right? So read the word so you can speak the word against temptation and you always will have a fresh word. Okay, now that's just an appetizer. And let's get into what I really wanted to talk about today. All right. I really wanted to say this. This is a part of it, but not a part of the main lesson. But uh, this was on my heart. I wanted to share that before I got into the main thing that I wanted to share. All right. I want to talk about brighter hope for your future. And uh, Carla's going to join me next week and I'll turn her loose. And I know she's got some some good stuff to say to encourage us going into 2024. And next week, in our next, next lesson, we will be in 2024. Can you believe how quickly this year has been flying by? Oh, my goodness. Um, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. So now... Faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Why is love greater than faith and hope? Now, all three are important, okay? But love is greater, and here's why. Because faith and hope cannot produce love. Faith and hope cannot produce love, but love has the ability to give birth to both faith and hope in your heart. That's so good. See, faith and hope cannot produce love, but, but love has the ability to give birth to faith and hope in your heart. Okay, that's why love is greater than faith and hope. Now, what is hope? Hope is the confident expectation of good. And we already looked at the fact that God wants to be good to us. He wants to demonstrate in our life the exceeding riches of his, his free grace. Hallelujah. The riches of his grace. God is rich in mercy. He's rich in grace. All right. But it's important. If you, if you want to have hope, you first need to, to have a revelation of the love of God, the love that God has for you. Okay. If you want to operate in the highest level of faith, it's not difficult. You don't have to um, 
strain to get faith. It will it will just happen um, supernaturally. It, it will just come forth. Hope will spring forth. Faith will spring forth when you understand how much God loves you. When you understand the love of God, that God's love is unconditional, that there's nothing you can do to get God to love you any more than he loves you right now. That's awesome. There, there's no bad thing you can do if you miss it, and we all miss it from time to time. God won't stop loving you, ever and ever. God loves you, and there's nothing you can do about it. No bad thing you can do to get God to love you any less. No good thing you can do to get God to love you any more than he loves you right now because his love is unconditional, all right? And see, when you understand how much God loves you, your faith, watch this, will go through the roof. And when you don't understand God loves you and you think that when you miss it or you make a mistake that God loves you less, then you're not going to have confidence when you are believing for healing or believing for finances. And um, you're not going to believe that you can be healed because you are going to think that, well, you know, God doesn't really love me. He's upset with me. He's mad at me because of something I did. No, God's love for you is unconditional. He will never be mad at you, ever. See, because his love doesn't depend on you. <laughs> Let me say that again. His love doesn't depend on you. His love is unconditional, okay? I can't say that enough. Now, when you understand that, your faith will soar. And what about hope? This confident expectation of good. You're going to have a confident expectation of good because you know that the goodness of God, the, the blessings of God, the favor of God belong to you regardless of your behavior. Hallelujah. God's love is consistent. It's not like human love. The Bible tells us that in 1 John 4 that perfect love drives out all fear. Now that's not talking about your love because your love is not perfect. Our love on a graph you're listening to the audio portion i got my hand going up and down up and down if you've seen a, a graph chart and you can see the lines going up and down up and down kind of like a stock market if, you, if you're following a certain stock and you see those lines go up and down zigzagging up and down okay that's the way our love is our love for god our love for others right but God's love doesn't go up and down. It's always 100. It's always 100% faith. 
365 days a year, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. It's always consistent at the highest level, right? Wow. That just hit me right there. God's love is always 100 towards you, huh? towards everybody, no matter your performance, see? And because of that, you can expect to receive because then you're, we talked about this in The Enemies of Faith when I was talking about condemnation. You, when your heart doesn't condemn you, then you're, you've got confidence toward God. When you understand there's no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus, God will never condemn you for something you've done wrong and his love for you is always 100, then your faith will soar. Your faith goes through, through the roof, roof. Your hope goes through the roof. You, you know you can have, listen, a confident expectation that God will do everything that he said for you in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 7. Let's go back to it. Excuse me, uh, Ephesians. Yeah, Ephesians 2, 7. You can always have a confident expectation of good that God will demonstrate in your life the immeasurable, limitless, surpassing riches of his free grace, his unmerited favor, and his kindness and goodness of heart toward us in Christ Jesus. You can always expect the blessing of God, the favor of God, in your life. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> Praise God. Let's look at Romans 5.5. 5. Now hope, okay, once, once you understand that God's love for you is always 100, it's unconditional. Watch this. Your hope, what is hope? Your confident expectation of good does not disappoint. So, your future, child of God, is bright. What has the Lord put on your heart? What is it that you're believing God for? What is it that you're hoping for? Your hope is not going to end in disappointment. Huh? Yes. You hear some people say, my mom used to say this. Now, don't get your hopes up. Don't get your hopes up. Have you ever heard that? I want you to get your hopes up. I want you to believe for big things. Believe for better things. Believe this time next year, your life will be better. Because God wants to demonstrate, right? The See, there's got to be something better for you. Because he wants to demonstrate the limitless, surpassing riches of his free grace. His unmerited favor. Doesn't depend on you. It depends on him. <laughs> it all depends on him. Praise God. We just go on enjoying our life, fellowshipping with God. Amen. It's a wonderful life. Praise God. So this hope is not going to end in disappointment because the love that God has for you. Is, has been, I'm getting full today, y'all. 
has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. See, the Holy Spirit in your life has, has poured out this love. Amen. So receive that love. The love. What love? The love that God has for you. And when you understand how much he loves you, your you understand your hope will not end in disappointment. You can get your hopes up and expect God to bless you. Expect to get your prayers answered. Expect to receive what you're believing for. Thank you, Lord. I want to close with this. Um, man, this is one of my favorite scriptures. I got a lot of favorite scriptures, but this is one of them. Psalm 27, 13 says, David said, I would have lost heart. What does it mean to lose heart? Give up. He says, I would have lost heart unless, unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Not when he gets to heaven, but right here in the here and now in the land of the living. I would have lost heart except, except for something. I believe this is what caused me not to give up. We could say it like this. This is the hope. This is the reason why he didn't give up. Because he knew in his heart that he would see. He believed. See, because I believe he understood God loved him. That's why he could hang on this. This is why he could hang on this belief. This is why he could release his faith in this. This is why he could believe that he would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. See? Yeah. He knew God loved him, so he believed that he would see God's goodness. How about you? Do you believe today that you will, you will see the goodness of the Lord? Thank you, Lord. Galatians says in, in chapter 6, I'll leave you with this thought. Let us not grow weary in doing good. For you will reap if you don't give up. Give up, quit, losing heart, all the same thing. Keep doing good. Keep believing God. Believing God is doing good. All right? Keep having a confident expectation of good. And you're going to reap the manifestation of what you're believing for if you don't quit, if you don't give up. <laughs> Praise God, y'all. All right, that's it for today. We're going to pick up on this next week. I'm going to have Carla come in 
and share. And I know she's going to have some good things to share with you. All right, everybody, that's it for today. I'm Pastor Al Jennings, and this is the Living by Grace podcast. We'll see you next time. I am out. Thank you for joining us today for the Living by Grace podcast. You are greatly blessed, highly favored, deeply loved, totally righteous, and destined to win because of Jesus. Have an amazing day.